This podcast was recorded at Redemption Alhambra Village in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Redemption Alhambra Village, visit redemptionaz.com. Oh, my goodness. All right, all right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Confetti drop for all now. And we love you. I think I know how how old I am Uh when I... uh, Celebrated New Year's around 8.30 last night <laughs> and uh, celebrated it in beauty of my bed last night. There you go. And then somebody called at midnight to wish me a happy New Year's and fireworks are going off and uh, I got really angry that they would call me and wish me a happy New Year's. <laughs> you know, you know what time, time you're calling me? <laughs> what do you think I am? No, I think I'm getting old. Maybe. Uh, yes, old. sir. <laughs> Wes is nodding his head. Um, I, I'm, I appreciate this this wonderful crowd that came out today uh, to uh, to be here. I thought it was going to be less than this. I, I I expected less out of you guys. That's that's how I get my 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 expectations met. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I set them real low, mm-hmm. and then when when more come, yeah, and then when more happened, then I'm like, wow, we we have we got we got a couple of faithful people who. Or not, you know, sitting at home and hung over. You know, we had we had less people hung over than last year, so that's good. That's good. We news. know where they're all gonna be yeah, at this morning. Exactly. We're gonna pray for them. <laughs> Can't go to. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make 2017 a year that I'm real faithful to church, starting on the eighth. You know, you go. that's gonna be that's gonna be the day. Good job. That's man. gonna be the day. Um, I, I gotta say, this is uh, this is. I gotta give Wayne a, a hard time. This is his first day on the job. Could you give Wayne a, officially the bishop, the the apostolic covering of uh, yeah, redemption? Y'all, 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 y'all yeah. was supposed to get up and start running around yeah, right now. Exactly. <laughs> officially on on the payroll of Redemption Alhambra. Oh, doing doing it big this year, Bishop Wayne. When, I think we need to figure out a way to haze you, haze you in, or something. Don't do it. Initiate you in. Don't like, do it. I think today y'all should leave here and, like you do to all pastors, gossip real good about him today. Don't do, all right. I'm a different kind of just pastor. Go, so you just shouldn't do that. Gossip real good about him. Talk. <laughs> I'll While you're you eating, street. just Don't talk bad about him all day. <laughs> I hear you. And then Don't text him me? later and tell him how off his sermon was. You know what I'm saying? Email him a real nasty email tomorrow. Now, don't break, do him, break him in real good today. But hey, Me and Aaron, <laughs> we represent one. Yeah. So I say you should do that, but send them all to Aaron. Well, I right? already get those. Already I'm going to share them. You should give them more. Now. Give them a double I'm a share portion yeah. <laughs> of hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> we got to share all the hate mail. Now. That's, a good, that's good news. That's good news. No, send him yeah, the hate somebody mail. Somebody to share that, that email the celebration with. celebration mail. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm really excited. I'm really thankful for what God's done in our lives this year and what God's going to do. And all, all honestly, all honesty, this, 
this year and what God's done in setting us up and yeah. uh, spending time with you and Rashida and all that God's, uh, you know, setting us up for and praying this weekend. And uh, man, I, I tell you, I, I could not be more thankful for the gifts that God's placed in you. And as elders, one of the elders, and I know we've all talked about this, but we're all just super thankful for the elder team that you're stepping into this role. And uh, will we just commit this year to be praying for Wayne and Rashida as they step into this, uh, this role? This is a, a big deal. Amen. Yeah. I'm, I'm super duper excited, man. I'm, I'm excited for what God is doing with us. Did as you say super duper? Super duper. Oh, that's a big super deal. Super duper. Yeah, yeah, that's big. That's, that's how big. I talk now. Super duper? Super duper. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's lead pastor language. <laughs> super duper. <laughs> for you gasping the hood, yeah. turn. You know what I'm saying? Turn, I'm turn. <laughs> for the rest of you guys, I'm super duper. Right? But, um, <laughs> yeah. But um, listen, man, I I'm oh, amped. Maybe you're hungry. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> On the spirit. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> no, you know what, man? Thinking about what God is doing, where God is taking us, where we're going. Yeah. And that's what this is all about. We are excited about where God is taking us as, as a body of believers, as, as, as people that are submitting our hearts to serving, to serving him. And... And, and as we step into this new year, we start going into to 2017. We're going into 2017 remembering who is the God of last year, the mm. year before, who's mm -hmm. the God of this year and the year after that, mm -hmm. right? And I want us to like go into this time or like cast some vision of what we're, we're praying for for you, like how us as an elder team are, are, are praying. Like we're, we're looking to see God strengthen marriages this year. Yes. We're looking to see, see God have people be more, more, more faithful to community and, mm. and, and more committed to, to serving. We're looking to see God, like husband is like, man, I, I want to be the husband that God has made me to be. I want to be the wife that God has made me to be. We're looking to see people that value the small things this mm. year. Mm -hmm. So, so as, as an elder team, this is, this is big. As we step into to this year, we want to like cast a little bit of vision and then, and of what we're, how we're praying for you. Right. But then, we don't even want to talk like too long. We're going to talk some. Me and Aaron will go back and forth. But the main thing we want to dive into, and we'll go into, and we're going to spend a grip of time praying, mm -hmm. right? Praying, acknowledging like where everything flows from. Amen. Because we can get so caught up thinking about our list of things that we want to accomplish and how we want to accomplish those things in our own strength and in our own power until God lets you see that you have no strength and power of yourself. Yeah, right. And then you spiral into a depression and stuff. And then we're like, man, you know, um, it's God. Yes. And this is what he's doing. So I'm going to go and we're going to start off here in, in, in Colossians mm. chapter 1. Verses 9 to 13. So if you want to stand with me and we'll read and we'll, we'll dive into that. But this is, this is how we're praying um, for, for you. I know you may be praying one way, but this is how we're praying. Mm. If you need a Bible, Mr. Abel, we'll make sure that you have a Bible inside your hand. If you don't own a Bible, you can surely keep that Bible, right? If you do own a Bible... You can surely save that for someone else, mm -hmm. all right? All right. And I'm going to start reading. You guys got it? 
I'm gonna start reading now. <laughs> All right, we're in Colossians 1, verses 9 to 13. And um, I'm, I'm gonna start reading, you guys will catch up. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner that is worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, yeah. being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Yeah. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. Father, we thank you for your words yes. that you give to us, Lord. And I pray that you will plant the seed of this truth deep down inside of our hearts, Lord, that you will cause it to grow yes. and bear fruit in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So one of the reasons why that scripture stands out to us, because you know, this is during the time of year where everyone makes their new year's resolution, mm -hmm. right? You know, this year I'm going to hit a million dollars or, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but all these things, right? But, this a lot of things that people skip over a lot of things that people jump and then for us as the people of god we're thankful that god brings us into this this new year but we want to refocus some things and and really put some perspective on, on what walking in this looks like for us like in verse 9 he says and so from he said he says that he praying for and this is paul and he's talking to the church of Colossae, and he's saying that i'm praying that that you will grow in knowledge, but also in spiritual wisdom, right? How do you, people know, like, people can know a lot of things, but have no wisdom and how to apply those things, right? right? Now, us as spiritual people, like, the way we walk out the knowledge that we learn, the knowledge that we grow in, we walk it out spiritually, yeah. right? The things we do physically is a reflection of a spiritual understanding that we have. We are spiritual beings, and we're walking things this out. So we want, we want you to grow, grow in your knowledge and understanding of the gospel, grow in your knowledge and understanding of, of who you are in Christ, but we also want you to grow in spiritual wisdom mm -hmm. of what that looks like to be walked out. Yeah. Because we're a culture of people that just grab hold to, to whatever looks big, whatever looks good, whatever looks quick, with no wisdom inside of it. Mm. Like real shallow type stuff, right? And then in 10, like not just, hey, we want you to grow in knowledge, we want you to grow in, in, in wisdom, but then he goes and he talks about walking it out. Walking this thing out in a manner that is worthy of the Lord. Walking out the knowledge and wisdom that you're growing in in a manner that, that glorifies God, in a manner that exalts God. He says, bearing fruit in every good work. Like as we're increasing in our knowledge of God, as we're growing in who he is. This is my, our, our prayer as an elder team. This is, this is me and Aaron's prayer as, as lead pastors that we, you grow in the knowledge and understanding of who God is, but you grow spiritually learning wisdom 
and that you bear fruit. Wow. Like that you actually walk things out. Because we can stack and stack and stack and stack on knowledge and info and info and info and rarely practice it. Yeah. Really bearing fruit, right? Really bearing fruit. And then we have this thing where we, we lean on our own strength, yeah. right? Or the strength that we think we have. In 11, he says, being strengthened with all power. The fact he said strengthened means that the strength isn't coming from you. You are being strengthened by someone there else. Go. There you go. Right? Yeah. But our, our thing is we keep looking to ourselves. and God has to continuously show us our strengthlessness, show us our, our frailty. Like, you are nothing without me. Let me show you that you collapse and fall. Hmm. And he's graceful with us when he does that, right? But it's to remind us where the power come from. Strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with wow. joy. Wow. And this is a big thing. Like when we're, we're saying we want you to grow in spiritual wisdom, right? But here's the deal. Growing in spiritual wisdom have everything to do with the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. God dwelling inside of you, Right? So you're growing in this spiritual wisdom. It's going to have so much to do with you dying to self so that the fruits of God is what seems. So like when you're bearing this, this fruit and stuff, you're bearing fruits of whose you really are, who's really dwelling inside of you. And that starts to be seen by others by, by not just what you say you know and what you post on Facebook, but how you live, mm. how you walk this thing out. It displays the God that's dwelling and living inside of you. And we're praying, like, this is the type of life we live. Like, regardless of what your plans and, and regardless of all your resolutions that we said, listen, seek knowledge. Knowledge of who God is. Grow in spiritual wisdom. And then practice it, right? Practice it. But practice it in the avenues and areas that God has presented for you to be able to practice it at. Wow. Because sometimes we're waiting for something else to happen. Hmm. Waiting for this next thing to happen. And 12, it says, giving thanks to the Father. And, I'm just, and, I, and I'm, I want to flow through this and stuff because we want to we wanna jump in and we want to dive through this thing, but we want to we lead it to like the meat of this service, the time that we want to spend, spend praying later on, yeah. right? So he said, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints, right? Yeah. And here's this thing that we got to remember over and over again. Hey, you're giving thanks to, to the Father because we can do so much and, and chase after so much that we forget to be thankful for the things that we have right here. We're so busy aspiring for what we want that we forget that, man, there's so much richness right in front of you that you're not thankful for it. And then you forget who is the one that has qualified you. Like, yeah. you're not the one that's qualified yourself. Yeah. God the Father has qualified you. God the Father is the one that has planted. Like, you didn't go plant the Spirit of God inside of you. Mm -hmm. Right? You didn't do that, right? He planted himself inside of you. Wow. Right? He's the one that's called you. He's the one that said, this is what I want to do. He's the one that has qualified you here. And this is where we rest at and we hope at. 
And then in, in 13, I think it, it really ties everything in. Because he, he says a few of these things, and he's talking about how he's praying for them. But then in 13, he says, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom wow. of his beloved son. Like, wow. all this has to do with living and walking in the kingdom of God yes. now. yes. Right? The bearing fruit is evidence of the kingdom that already exists that you are a member of and you're submitted to the king of that kingdom. As a matter of fact, he's living inside of you. So all these things we're pointing at, where we want to take this time to point today, that, man, these are a whole bunch of small things that are seemingly small, but they all have to do with living as people that are submitted to a king, residents of his kingdom. Right. And the fruits that we see of that fruit, fruits of his kingdom, evidence of his kingdom. This is where all this stuff starts to point back to. Yeah. Things that we look past every single day because we're, we're chasing the big thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's where you get caught up at. Chasing that big thing, that lofty thing, and the thing that God is doing was the real small thing that was right there that he was calling you to be faithful to. The power of, of this reality for me is that once you start to have children you you realize that your prayers change from personal increase and your desires change from personal increase and you begin to pray for something completely different a father's prayers or a mother's prayers for their children are different than their children's prayers are for themselves right, right, paul right. paul prays in in uh in Colossians here and he's praying for things that they are not praying for themselves right, right. and the things that they're praying for themselves are actually the things that are hindering them from receiving the things they actually need right. and and that that is is for me why it's so important to to be in and connected with communities where what I love about the pastors here is 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 not the fact that they're just good preachers or or are gifted in areas of ministry, although that is evident and true. But what qualifies a, a man, if you will, to be a, a, a elder, according to Scripture, is not the places you think they should be qualified. We would look at, well, show me how good they are in business or show me how good they are as, as starting businesses or entrepreneurial or show me their charisma and preaching or show me the things that we get enamored with and the things that we get looked at. But scripture says, here's what qualifies a man to be an elder. Look at his home. Hmm. How does he care for his, his, his wife? Right. How does he care for his children? How does he teach does he show hospitality does he hope in his home is he able to create this atmosphere because the reality is paul says it this way he says we have already too many boy teachers i like that boy teachers we have too many people who just want to teach and not enough fathers he said not enough people who care about the things that should be cared about right while they're trying to put smoke and mirrors up and, and have people care about, look at how great of a teacher I am. Look at how great of a leader I am. Look at how loud I can scream and look at how, how charismatic I am. Right. But there's not a deep level abiding care that would say something like this. I'm praying <laughs> for 
a spiritual wisdom. I'm praying for the fruits that need to be bore. I'm, I'm praying for these, these things. And, and as I look at this community, I, I feel that way. And mm-hmm. I know you do, and I know all the elders do. I feel this paternal sense of, of what does it mean for me to look into this community? And I know like you, you see a, 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 a family, they just have their baby. You walk in, a pastor, you get to pray for them. And it's not it's not biased. I just look at my kids and I go, my kids are way cuter than that kid, right? <laughs> like I, I look at it, I don't know, see, this is an ugly little baby. It will grow out of it. You know what I'm saying? But they're, the parents don't look at it that way, right? They're going, this is the most beautiful little messy little baby I've ever seen in my life, right? Because they're, they're, they're if you are blind or, or, or you know, the, you, I feel like in some ways, you know, that, that girl who's so in love with this deadbeat loser that every time everybody's like, hey, listen, he's horrible, right? And they're like, oh, no, he's so perfect. And he's like, he's so nice and I love it. I mean, they're just lost in this. this is, and I know this could be me, but when I look at this community, I am so in love with the people in this place. I look and I see all the gifts. Mm-hmm. All the resources, everything that God has poured into. I I can see God's spirit at at work in people's lives. And I can see those gifts and and, and talents there, if you you will. But there are things that hold us back as a family. And if there's something that I could pinpoint that I would say, man, this is the part that I, I pray for is the same for, for my kids. It's the same for this community. It's the same for the family is that I think, and you, you use the word big, big dreams. I think big dreams. And I put quotes around that because I don't think they are big dreams. I, I mm-hmm. think they're worldly dreams, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think they're big kingdom dreams, right. but I think big dreams, Americanized big dreams are the biggest hindrance to you fulfilling God's calling in your life. Meaning you're never satisfied with kingdom things because you're constantly pursuing bigger things. Um, I think the reason why we miss the gospel here is because we don't want to return to seed form. We want the full tree. There you go. Right. And the kingdom calls us to seed form. Right. When you talk about the kingdom, Jesus doesn't explain it as the full tree. He says it starts as a seed. The kingdom of God's like a seed. It starts there and it dies underground where nobody's applauding it and nobody's looking at it and Nobody roots are growing. Nobody sees what's Man. happening and growth takes place. And then it becomes this tree where birds of the air come to that or the kingdom of God's like seeds that are planted on different kinds of soil and that those soils are, 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 are where that seed grows and some bear 30, 60, 100. The kingdom of God is like this. It's not like a rock that comes and cracks the surface of the right. soil that tries to make a big impact it's not about the big impact it's about the seed that that falls in jesus uses these small little words of seeds that are like the kingdom of god and it's because of our idea of what increase means is that we're always after increase rather than seed seed form 
The interesting part about that is in the kingdom, he says, listen, like in Mark chapter 4, and I want you to study this later, 4, 26 through 29, Jesus uses this same example. Here he says, the kingdom of God's like a, a, a farmer who goes out, plants, waters, tills, and then he goes to bed, wakes up the next morning and does the same thing, plants, waters, tills. And then he wakes up and goes, checks, nothing happens, wakes up, goes, check. And then he comes back and the seed grows and it becomes a harvest. And there's a line in that parable that Jesus says. He says, and he does not know how it grows. Right, right, right. Because the reality of in the kingdom, there is no rhyme or reason for what we have done to create increase. All we do is plant water, go to bed, wake up and do the same thing. But God brings the increase. That's what Paul says. One right. plants, one waters, but only God can bring and increase. That's the thing that throws us off, though, because so many times what we're looking for, well, I want to know how does A affect B and B affect C. Yeah. And I want to be able to plan how all this thing is going to walk. But really what we're trying to do is we want to be in control. We want to be the gardener. Yeah. Right? And God is the gardener, right? Yeah. And stuff. And God is the one that's bringing. So, so the guy is like, man, I don't know how it grew. Yeah. I don't know how it grew, but I know who's gardening and I yeah. know who's planting. And yeah. that's where I find my trust and my hope is that is in the gardener that's planting and that's, that's bringing forth the fruit. That has control over the harvest. He has control over everything. And the harvest is the part in which we get to partake of, we get to rejoice in, but we don't get to know how it got there. Right. We only get to be a part of <laughs> this idea of seed level faithfulness, going to bed, waking up, and doing the same thing. This, this <laughs> became real to me yeah. as I was raised in churches where people just said, you need to dream big, claim big things, have big dreams, go after, and God's going to do above and beyond what you could even ask or dream or imagine. And conveniently, those dreams that I would always dream up would leave me disappointed, which would lead me to believe that God can't do bigger than I can dream because I'm dreaming bigger and he's never reaching my expectations. And he's never accomplishing the things. And conveniently, all those dreams had to do with my prosperity and mm -hmm. my wealth and my mm -hmm. growth mm -hmm. and my health. And it didn't give a, what's good, what's good in, in here? Oh, doesn't give a, a, a poo-poo about hoot. everybody else, right? Go, it hoot. only had to do with me and mine and my family. And, and, and everything that I did, yeah. right, was, was for that aim. And then I would get to the end of the year and at these times I would be depressed yeah. because I would constantly try to measure up to this idea of I never accomplished anything that I, I, I wanted to do. And then I would come up with two things. I would come up with an excuse mm -hmm. and there was always a reason to why it yeah. didn't happen. The excuse always had to do with something that happened that year that was really bad. Like you all know for a long time, I, I struggled with and continued to mentally and what, with weight. So that was a, this is a big new year's thing. I'd come here. I'd be like, man, I'm still 320 pounds and I'm still working through this weight thing. And I'm, and, and it, and it seems like it's going up. And then there was a reason, you know, my knee went out and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, Dana and I would, I 
would, but you know, Dana's not cooking the right foods, and you know, and it's always the somebody wives. else's. It's always <laughs> it's wives. that woman you gave me, God. You. you know, it's always <laughs> it's always somebody else's reality. Like there's an excuse, or or the church wouldn't grow because my identity was that. Why is the church not growing? Well, it, it it always came down to well, this family did this, and these mm. people did that. There was always external excuses that were rooted in it, or where our, ex, where our excuses came from was the same place where my prayers came from. So then I would go back, okay, Lord, this year, this is what, and I would put my hope not back in God, but back in, I just need to have more faith that you will do what I want you to do, mm. right? And my expectations and my prayers would be hinged on these realities of how many times I would make excuses about the things that are there and then, and then I would go back to hopes. And here's, here's what really started to change for, for me this year as, I, as, as even just using that same example. So I would get overwhelmed when the doctor looked at me and say, hey, you, you need to lose 115, 120 pounds because I had tried that. You know that whole, right, I yeah. tried that before. It doesn't work, right? Um, and then I would start to set my sight on what I had to accomplish until the Lord revealed to me, listen, um, what if you just focused on seeds mm -hmm. rather than harvest because you can't bring the harvest? Mm. What if you focused on that meal that you need to make a choice to eat differently? Right, right here, right now. Right today. now, right there, this meal yeah. in front of you. Mm -hmm. What if you focus on making a meal choice? And what if you focused on every day just doing what you need to do to plant a seed, right? And that I'll take care of the harvest. My biggest struggle going through all of this was not that I didn't know what to do because I knew what to do. I have all, all these people go, what, what is it that you have? What is it that you did to lose all the weight? And I, I, I mess with people. It's magic, you know. Uh, Wayne laid hands on me and it just, it just all came off. Right? Y'all no, can believe that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His sweat, <laughs> he wiped his sweat on a hanky and just popped it on me. You, you know, go. and it's just. And then, uh, no, uh, no, it was one of those things of, of realizing that it wasn't a, a, an issue of, of faith. It was an issue of faithfulness mm, right, and an issue right, of right. returning to seed form right. and going, this is not about me losing weight. If, I, if it never comes off and I could just be obedient, right. what would that look like? Right. And obedience then produced a harvest right. that was different. Now, we look at that and go, oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But then you can imagine, well, there's problems that arise. There's pains that comes. There's struggles that take place. All of that is going to, to th be things we can't control or, or, even, or even predict. But the reality of what does it look like to go to seed form begins to play into why many of us in this room feel like how can I become, how can I become the, 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 wherever I, I, I want to use my gifts, but, but nobody will let me use my gifts in this church. I got all these gifts and nobody will, will let me use it. Nobody will make room for me. Nobody will, will give me a title. They won't call me. They won't put me on the stage. They won't do this. They won't do that. Nobody will give me that, that place or that platform realizing right. like Wayne, Wayne is, has, has never been in, in this position in any point in his life. And everybody wants where you're at, 
but they don't want the seed form for all the years where you were underground, planted in those places, serving, just serving, making, and your gift made room for you. And God goes, I want to increase this. I want to put him in this place with title, with position, with pay, whatever that may, whatever that may mean. And everybody's after this, but doesn't want the death. Doesn't right. want the underground. Right. Doesn't want what, what it is. And the reality is, the, you didn't make this happen. <laughs> you didn't pursue it. It wasn't even, it was, what can I do to be faithful? And, and the reality is, where do you start? You start with going, well, what would it look like if you think you're some teacher who wants to preach and you got this gift, then what would it look like to be faithful every week to go die to self and be in a, a, a community where you're sharing right, right, thought right. and life together, you're listening to other people, you're opening up scripture with others, and people are going, wow, man, this person can teach. And, and they're realizing, man, I'm learning from, from them. Or they're going to come back and go, uh, what you said didn't, didn't really make sense. And all of a sudden, it's this dying in this seed form, and you're using your gifts, and it doesn't look like the life and the stage and the leadership and all those kinds of, or what would it look like to go, I'm not going to go after a raise this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go after a raise. Right, I'm going right, to go right. after every day waking up and being to work on time and working hard when I get there. Right. Being, what would that being, look like? And being settled with that. Just yeah. knowing that, and you just know, knowing Nobody may clap God. for me. Right. Nobody may see me. Right. Nobody may wake up and go, hey man, you're getting a raise. Right. But that believing that that faithfulness believes deeper yeah. that God has a plan for me. Right. And I don't need to make it happen. Right. That if I just remain faithful at work, right. if I remain faithful in community, if I remain faithful, my gifts will make, that, that's, that, that's the scripture nobody likes. My gifts will make room for me. Right. right. You go, well, I don't see a place for me to serve because you're not serving. Mm. And when you mm. serve, your gifts make room. Mm. And the reality of inside of, of, of a community where there's so many gifts and so many people, it's not about trying to have the budget, the resource, the people. It's about how do I take what God's given to me and learn to every day to use it, right. every day to plant it. And it's that parable of the man who has left all these talents and he just sits on it. Mm. The difference between the one who sits on it and the one who invests it. The reality of going, it's not about the increase. It's not about how much they get. And what you cannot control, and here's what we have so much struggle with, yeah. is even Jesus says, some hit soil and they produce no harvest. But when it hits good soil, even then you're not guaranteed the hundredfold return. Mm. Some get 30, some get 60, and some get 100. And everybody's, well, how do I get the hundredfold? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. All I know is that that seed will bear fruit. We're trying to control the harvest right? rather than learning to be faithful. And the big thing for me is this. We're not even judged on how much fruit we produce. Mm. When we stand before God, he's not going to say, here's all the things you did in my name. Mm. He's going to say, well done, good and faithful. 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 That what mm. you will be judged on when you stand before God mm. is your faithfulness not your fruitfulness. Right. Man. And we are after fruit. Wow. And why we get to the end of this year and why we make big promises and measuring sticks is because we don't want to go to seed form. Right. We want to show off. 
man. It's so, we don't want to go underground. It's so, it's so crazy because the, cause the idea, and I think one of the biggest struggles, the idea of, of seed form is that you go underground. And that the first bit of growing that you do is all underground. Mm-hmm. And, but we, we want to start from the surface and go up, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? That's what we want. We want surface up what looks good to everybody. We're satisfied with things looking like mm. they're rooted. But then they're not rooted yeah. and stuff. And then God got to send the wind and send the flood and send the water right. and stuff. But man, you're not rooted in me. You're just doing your own thing here. That's good, bro. But, but and we're not making this stuff. This is how God just does. Like even like in God's sovereignty, he, Christ could have just came as a grown person. Mm-hmm. But he came as a, a fetus. There you go. And stuff. There you go. He came as a fetus, and uh, the fetus with everything inside that fetus to save us. There you go. Everything inside of it. And, and, and the seeds don't look attractive. The seeds don't have all the beautifulness of all the fruits, but it has everything that the fruit needs. That's it. That's it. And there's bro. something about being planted underneath the soil to build the solid foundation for which the tree is going to stand on. Hmm. You know, but we don't, we don't. We get caught up in this culture that just want this whatever's quick well, and whatever looks good. When you believe this, your prayers change and your excuses go away. Wow. Here's why. Because you know and I know that this year we are promised one very clear thing. Storms will come. Mm-hmm. The only difference is not will the storms come, is what's your house built on? A rock mm. or sand. Mm. And you won't know that until the storms come. Mm. And you've been using your storms as excuses rather than exposure for what's the foundation of your life. That's it. There's going to be storms. There's going to be deeper problems in our nation than we've ever experienced. There's going to be deeper issues and struggles than we've ever seen. There's going to be pains and struggles. There's going to be more deaths in our families. There's going to be more injuries to our body. There's going to be issues that are going to happen in this broken and fallen world. But what we have to dig deep into is this reality is that we build our house upon that rock who is Christ. If we build our house upon that rock, it may not look as good as the house that's built on sand because they can build it up faster. Mm -hmm. But when the storms come, Mm -hmm. it's going to last Mm -hmm. and it's going to stand and it's not going to fall. And this year with all the excuses and with all the, with all of the, the, false hopes that we have. My prayer for us is today as we move into this prayer time yeah. is that our, our hearts go, where, where should I hope our hope lie? Because our prayers change from being hopeful in circumstances changing. Like we go, Lord, give me a new job and I promise I'll be a good tither. I'll give, I'll do these things. I'll give me, change the circumstances and then all of a sudden my foundation will change. That's our, that's our belief. Change my wife. Change, yeah, change my wife and I'll be a better husband. Exactly. Change, change my, my, my RC and I'll make sure that I'm, you know, I'm, or, I'm, or put it on another I'll night. Come. Right. You I'll get this. Day. Let me, let me I'll really come. get into that spot. And the reality of it is, is that, um, Inside of that comes this deeper reality of this doesn't change because of these things is that these things are what we're called into and that the deepest places of foundations, we start asking the questions of, I could, I could start planting seeds of change mm-hmm. right now, yeah. right this minute. Yeah. 
Meaning I can, if I'm willing to go into seed form, here's where my prayers change. My prayers change for, I start finding hope in things like this. I know the plans that God has for me, says the Lord. Yes. Plans to prosper. Plans for a good future and for a hope. Yeah. My hope now lies not in the fact of I know what I want for myself or what the future may hold or what, or what prosperity looks like, but knowing that if I die to self, if I plant those seeds, if I, if I every day walk in obedience mm. and dependence upon God and walk in covenantal community with others, yeah. and I walk in that place that God's called me to, He's going to open up doors. He's going to make things grow. He's going to bring about fruit for his glory. Yeah. And all's, when people are ask us and they go, hey, how do I get that? It's, it's not going to be, well, here's, here's, here's what here's you can do. Here's yeah, the formula here's the for, it's to get be, the tree. I really don't know mm. except trust in God. Mm. Mm. Die to self. Mm. Become a seed. And that's why prayer becomes that for us. Yeah. And I, I hope... People, it's like we, even when we talk about prayer, we're going right. to have a time of prayer. They're the smallest times service-wise for a very strategic reason. People don't think it's powerful because they don't think seeds are powerful. That's it. Right? You have to enter into a moment of prayer where you go, I cannot do anything. And people go, could I do more than prayer? Like this is the most powerful moment where we could stop for a moment, enter into seed form, and cry out to God together. And say, Lord, I need you for these moments of, I, I, I venture to say this. You know what faithfulness and obedience look yeah. like. What you need to act is how can I serve more faithfully? How can I, how can I walk in more faithful obedience? What right. things can I cut out and walk and sacrifice? So you all around this room can write those things down. Right. What we need to ask for is the very help and guidance of God and, and start planting seeds of spirit. After the service, uh, I was over there praying and there was just a whole list of things that I was saying, Lord, these are things that I want to be more faithful in in my yeah. life. Um, not things I didn't know before today. Right. They're just things I need help with. Yeah. I mean, as we, as we get ready to go and as the band get ready to come up here, this, this we want this, this, this time right here to look like, right? Mm -hmm. We want to, talk about what it looks like in submitting to God and trusting God and as we talk about seed and going into seed form the whole idea when we talk about going into seed form isn't so much about the seed itself but the gardener the one who brings the harvest that's the thing that we want you to build your trust in at the end of the day he's the one that you don't trust in He's the one where it was like, man, if I don't see harvest in the time that I think I should see, I should see harvest, I pull out and I start doing another thing. Yeah. Right? When God is trying to grow some roots, but you haven't seen something burst in the soil just yet, and you saw it should have been done by now, so you grow, you pull out and you start doing something else, then same thing happened, you pull out, you start doing something else. Ten years later, you're like, man, nothing has happened. And it's like, well, you won't let me grow you. I'm the one that's bringing forth the harvest. You have no control over here. And then the whole process is what I'm using in it. 
So as we get ready to go into this time of prayer, as the band get ready to come up, what you're going to see is the band's going to come up, and they're going to start playing some, some music, right? But when we open up the communion tables, and we're about to do that, but when we open up the communion tables, we don't want to, like, all right, just get inside the line and come and take communion. We want to, to go into a deep time of prayer. That's why we're starting this early. We're about to spend the next 30 minutes praying, right? I want... People be praying for one another. People spending time praying with each other. Going out of your comfort zone. Letting the Spirit of God use you, right, to pray for others. And, and, and me, Aaron, Wes, and the elders, we'll be over here for some of you. This is something you just need to go to the elders for prayer about. And that's what you do, right? But then there's other times we like, you need to just be on your knees praying. So when God may lead you to a time of just being on your knees, Praying. God made me lead you praying with somebody else. You guys may pray in groups, but we don't want to neglect how important prayer is. It's saying, I submit myself to your process, Lord. You're the one that brings forth the harvest. There's no way that I can make this happen without you. As a matter of fact, I need to challenge if, 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 if it's me trying to tell you to do what I want or me submitting to you and saying, Lord, what do you want? As we go into this time of prayer, this time of seeking God, ask him to expose these things inside of you. Ask him to show you what does it look like to appreciate the small things that I look over every single day inside of my life. The small things that, that he's calling me to be faithful to. The small things he's calling me to be faithful to. While you're making promises about how you'll be faithful to the big thing, the small things inside your life that are being neglected. And God is like, I'm, I put this thing here for you to be faithful to that. So I'm going to say this. The tables are open. The juice represents his blood that flows for us. And the cup represents his, the bread represents his body that's broken for us. And if you don't know Christ is your Savior and you want to have him inside of your life, you can come to one of us and we'll lead you to him. We'll lead you to the cross and, and you can take communion. For the rest of you, don't rush to the communion table just yet. Linger. Linger in the spirit. Linger in, in praying and seeking his face. Pray for one another. Come and get prayed over and be real. And we're going to spend the next 25 minutes just doing that because it means something and it's very important. So like I said, the tables are open. Let's spend some time praying. Probably it's on your knees. Probably it's laid out on the floor, whatever it is, but we're going to trust our God and we're going to pray and we're going to seek him. Seed form style. This podcast was recorded at Redemption Alhambra Village in Phoenix, Arizona. For more information about Redemption Alhambra Village, visit redemptionaz.com.